to left of the dial i'm your host kitsy and with me once again is the unexilable caleb coy oh oh i see what you did there see what i did there that's that's it's fitting yeah <laughs> hi hi how are you i'm so good how are you i'm you know i'm pretty all right i'm glad to hear that <laughs> <laughs> so so you said it was fitting. Do you want to tell us why? Oh well, that's because the uh, the record that we're here to talk about this week is the new album from the Menzingers entitled "From Exile." Indeed, indeed, it is. Which is a re uh, working of their album uh, "Hello Exile," which came out. I want to say last year. That sounds that right. Feels right. Yeah, it came out previous well, to this one. Uh, you might even say a, a reimagining. A reimagining, yeah. Uh, where they uh, kind of did uh, some like more stripped down, slower, quieter versions of uh, of the songs in that record, 
And yeah. uh, do do you know if they recorded these all at home or, or did they go to a studio? Do you did you find that out? They did that from uh, from home studios. Yeah, home studios, so they, nice. Uh, like recorded in their homes and sent files back and forth, like via Dropbox and whatnot. But basically, like we do. Yeah, they're like this album is basically made like our podcasts. Oh, I thought you meant our music where I was like, yeah, we don't do that. We keep talking about <laughs> it, but we just don't do it. <laughs> Basically, like we said we would do, but, but haven't. just haven't. Yeah, we should fix that. Uh which I bought I bought an instrument cable. <gasps> that's that's the the first step to me being able to actually like play things. Progress. I love it. So we just heard the second track uh off of From Exile called Anna, which uh I if I memory serves was the single the first time around when, when uh, Hello Exile came out. That, that feels right. I mean, the, the first track on the record was the first one that I like saw anything for. I think that that might have been like the like teaser release, but it feels like Anna was the one that got the most like push behind it. Yeah. Uh, fittingly so. It's a fucking catchy song. It proves once again that Greg will not run out of ways to find things to rhyme with Philadelphia. <laughs> You know, I I hadn't really thought much about it. Like, is that is that a thing? Yeah, I assume it's a thing since you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, Greg. Fuck, that is his name, right? Yeah, Greg, yeah. Greg Barnett. Yeah, yeah. Um, Greg is, uh, I think a a. I don't want to say a lyrical genius, but he's very clever in his uh, lyric writing. In that, like, yeah. he will make. He will take words that are very hard to rhyme with and find a way to do it in in a way that's uh, always kind of clever, and I always appreciate that about him. Yeah, um, but uh, it it's like it's layered in this one too. Like Anna, so much to tell you. Come back to Philadelphia. Like it's like there's a, a flow to it that really works and like really kind of mm-hmm. like draws you along, which is, is like. I, I think you used the perfect word. It's very clever. Yes. Um, and I, I think, and we'll talk a little bit more about the difference between the two uh, the two songwriters in this band, because for those of you who don't know, uh, there are two singer-songwriters in this band, and so there's Greg, who does this song, and then there's Tom May, who does some other songs that we're going to talk about, but they're, they have very different approaches to songwriting. Yeah. which I find absolutely fascinating. And don't worry, we will get into that. Which uh, sometimes when I first hear a band that has uh, two distinct vocalists, like sometimes it's really obvious. Uh, I, I think like uh, I was at Future Teens uh, when we mm-hmm. listened to that record. It was very obvious that there were two separate singers on it. The first time that I heard On the Impossible Past, uh, the first you know, first time I heard the Menzingers at all, uh, I thought like, this sounds like it could be two people, but it also sounds like it could be one person who like just has different ways of approaching songwriting. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to tell. And then I made some comment along those lines to my brother, and he's like, you dumb fuck, it's two singers. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like Joshua. <laughs> it wasn't quite like that, but, <laughs> but that's how I heard it. Yeah. That's how you it was felt. like. It was probably like, oh no, dude, there's like there's there's two of them. Yeah. It was like, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, in earlier Menzinger stuff, it's 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 a lot harder to tell them apart. Um, these days it's I think it's extremely obvious. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's just that I've gotten used to their two voices and I can tell them apart better now, but 
uh, I think on their later stuff, like they have very different styles of singing. I agree. I agree. Because um, I mean, even now, if I go back and listen to like pre-impossible past stuff, uh, sometimes I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure which one this is. <laughs> I actually, uh, in confession, I, I have still never listened to anything older than uh, Impossible Past. I don't think you would enjoy it. You're, you're probably right, which is why I just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, so, there's, there's definitely some gems in those records. Uh, there's, there's some rough ones, but it's a little more, it's a, it's a little more of that punk rock that you don't like where it's really rough around the edges and it's a little screamy mm. and it's a little, um, like it's, you're not going to get the, the absolute fucking pop hits that you love from impossible past and on because, you're talking uh, like you know me or something. I know, right? <laughs> it's almost like I talk w- about music with you every fucking week or something like that and have played in several bands with you over the years and have spent countless nights just talking about music uh, over drinks. It's it's almost like that. It's almost like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that kind of brings me back to what I was saying about uh, the, the songwriting is, you know, Greg, at this point, like Greg writes the hits, right? He writes these oh, songs yeah. that are absolutely pop songs played by a band with loud guitars like Mm -hmm. you know this is this is 100 percent a pop song uh and i love that like he's he has like really found his his lane uh in 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 writing and just like you know i feel like he he just he cranks out the hits that's all i can say like if you look at every song that, that people go like absolutely wild for at menzinger shows it's always greg songs yeah yeah i i I can see that and I can get behind that. Like that's when I went to see them, which was almost exactly a year ago. I was realizing uh, earlier when I was listening to this because uh, it was like Halloween time mm-hmm. last year, which sad. Back, uh, uh, <laughs> back when the world in, was a much simpler place. In the before times. Um, yeah, I mean, those were the jams that I was 100% uh, looking for. Um Going back to the point you were making about his uh, lyric writing, um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, there's a, a standout line uh, from this where he talks about his picture-perfect memory, uh, which uh, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but feels like a callback to the obituaries uh, from On the Impossible Past. I am going to make a bet because I actually noticed a lot of callbacks to uh, previous records, both lyrically and musically. Uh, so I'm willing to bet it's a hundred percent intentional. Um, also because I don't think, uh, Greg does anything by accident in these songs. I think these are very like, I, I get the, I get the impression he spends a lot of time on perfecting these songs when he writes them. Um, so I, I'm, I would be shocked if that wasn't intentional. You could very easily without a lot of effort, convince me that that's the case. Well, I think I just did. I think you just did. Fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, we mentioned that these are like rearrangements. They're reimaginings. They're reinvisionings of the original record. Um, this one, in a lot of ways, is very straightforward and like structurally is very much the same as the like kind of full band loud version. But in the feel of it, to me, it's so totally different. And, um, I'm not sure. Well, no, I, uh, I guess it's it's not totally different, but it's it carries more weight, I think, than the yes. original. I would say and, it's it's a much more somber record, yeah, than the original. 
and I don't know for for this track if it's specifically if it's the piano or if it's like the the vocals are maybe a little bit more earnest or maybe it's just the whole arrangement or what, but like it just feels like that much more intense. Um, and like the first time that I listened to this, I remember messaging you like that fucking bass drop. <laughs> like on the I always rewind and boom like yeah. just huge and like it's not huge but it just like it comes in with this like swell that just like where the fuck did that come from that's amazing uh, it, it has so, some weight to it you know it's so perfect um, and I told you like I actually have trouble getting past this song uh, because I just like start putting it on repeat yeah, it's so good. It, it is. So like, I had to force myself to go and listen to the rest of the tracks because, I'm like, I could just sit and listen to this one until I hate it. Yeah, I'm like it's one and, of those songs. And it's funny because when when you messaged me that like, uh, you you can't really get past the second song. I my first thought was like, oh no, you hated this one. <laughs> and you get two songs in, and you go fuck that, and you turn it off. And I was like, oh no, this is gonna be a terrible episode. Uh, and then when you said it's because you keep putting number two and repeat, I was like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> um, I mean, perfect segue into another song we should talk about. Take it right uh, one step back to the, the first track, uh, America.
when I first put this on, like subsequent listens, I uh, different impression. But my mm-hmm. first impression of this was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little like because this one's a, a, a uh, I don't say it's a lot different from the. Uh, the Hello Exile version, but it is... It's quite a bit different. It's quite a bit different. Like, it's... The the pacing's a little different. The the timing's a little different. It's not just a slower... It's not just a slowed-down acoustic version. It's like a, a complete rearrangement. Exactly. And it is, it is at first, kind of like... It's very disorienting uh, when you know the song already. It's a way to start the record. You're just like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, it's, it's very much like a... You know, kind of... Almost a, a country arrangement, and it's got what feels like it should be played on an upright bass on the was it the fifth? Do do do. Yep. Do, like and like it's it like it's not jangly, but it's got kind of a jangly vibe to it. <laughs> I'd say it's got a little bit more of a twangy vibe to it, almost. It yeah, like it's uh, it's it's twangy, it's jangly, it's twangly, it's twangly. <laughs> So yeah, my my first impression. I, I sat down to uh, to exercise in the morning. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this record because Kitsy said that we we should talk about it. Uh, and I knew, like, from looking at like, I didn't put it together immediately that it was a like a a, a, a you know a reimagining of mm. Hello Exile. I just I recognized a couple of the tracks. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is gonna be like. They're going to do some like acoustic versions of these songs or something like that. And this song starts playing. <laughs> like, this is not the same song. Is all of it going to be like this? Because no, thank you. Uh, now, again, uh, going back and listening to it in you know subsequent times through, it's, it is very good. Yes. Uh, I'm not always sure if I like it, but it is very good. <laughs> I, you know, I would say the same thing. Like, I, I do love these songs. Um, I, I loved Hello Exile. Um, for the most part, uh, we'll get into the, the exception to that in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, they're very well done arrangements and, you know, obviously very well played, but yeah, I'm just like, part of me is just like, I just kind of want to hear the rockin' versions of these songs, but this is definitely very good regardless of like whether I personally love it or not. And that's. Yeah, I don't know. That's just an interesting place to be. Yeah, I, I think the one exception to the like, I would rather hear the rock versions is probably Anna, because uh, I I have gone back and forth. In fact, today, uh, bef- while getting ready to record, uh, I sat and listened to like three or four different versions of this song, including like uh, a couple of live performances and like oh, watch nice. the original music video and listen to this, like just going through like different ones and. I think that this is my favorite version of that song. That's fair. And like, that's really interesting to say because the rest of the record, I think, you know, is again, really well done, but like, I'll put the the rock one on and be happy. So I mentioned the, the exception to loving uh, Hello Exile and it actually carries over to this record as well. The production on the vocals is weird to me. Like it almost sounds like they were recorded in a bathroom and given how this version of the record was recorded that actually may very well be what they did i say that that might entirely be possible but um 
I doubt that's what they did for Hello Exile, but given that both of these uh, were done by Will Yip, uh, I have a feeling it's a production choice. And yeah, that makes sense. It's not one I would have made, and it it it. The first time I heard Hello Exile too, I was like this. This time I was kind of expecting it because I was like, oh, I, I know what it sounds like already. But uh, the first time I heard Hello Exile, I was just like, that's a very interesting choice for the vocal production. Yeah, like it's it's not bad. It definitely works. It's just not. It's not how I would do it. I can I can vouch for that <laughs> because I've heard how you would do it. <laughs> um, one of the things that I've been enjoying doing, uh, as you've noticed, is like doing some research and finding like other reviews and like trying to find quotes from the musicians, but also like just hear what other people are saying uh, about the records. And uh, in part. Uh, one of the reasons I do that is because I think it's it's important. You know, I, I hope that people will just listen and make their own opinions, uh, no matter what. But I think it's important. Like if you're listening to a podcast like this, uh, in order to like hear someone's opinion uh, and f- like base yours off of that, like whether you're going to listen to it or not, like maybe get other perspectives as well. And so that's why part of why I include links to like other people's reviews. I think different voices sure. uh, on the same topic are, are helpful. Like uh, the you know, the one week when I completely disagreed with the <laughs> the one where was it on about the Riverby record? I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I like that. Uh, but anyway, I, I found some really great quotes from uh, from Greg about this record, about the the reasoning that they did it, and of course, uh, at this point. If anyone is unaware of the the happenings in the world, welcome to 2020. It's terrible, uh, <laughs> but that said, you you probably know what's what's been happening. And uh, when asked about the making of this record, Greg says the live music industry vanished before our eyes, and just like that, we were out of work like tens of millions of others. Uh, and as the weeks progressed, the upcoming tours got rescheduled, and then rescheduled again, and then effectively canceled. Uh, and there were times when it all felt fatal. Uh, there's no guidebook on how to navigate being a working musician during a global pandemic. Side note, that's you know something that we uh, try to talk about whenever we have guests. Yep. Uh, so we were left to make it up as we went along. Uh, we wanted to document and create in the moment, and though we couldn't be in the same room together due to social distancing lockdowns, we got creative. We would track the songs from our own home studios, share the files via Dropbox, and pray it all made sense when pieced back together. Initially, we planned for the album to be similar to our acoustic demo collection of On the Impossible Past, but we quickly found out that this batch of songs benefited from more detailed arrangements. So I think that's cool. He, he goes into like a little bit more detail about the writing. So like, you know, read the article. I don't need to read it to you on the podcast, but I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Excellent. You know, we, we mentioned earlier there's, there's songs that uh, are written by Greg and songs that are written by Tom. And I think one of my favorite... Tom songs, not just on this record, but of all time, is uh, Last to Know. Mm. And this yeah. is a super cool one uh, because it features our friend Kaylee Goldsworthy on the violin. It, it should have been obvious to me. And like I was sitting here listening, like, you know, these, these strings are really good. Uh, and then I was reading through a review of the record and it's like, oh, it, you know, featured Kaylee Goldsworthy. It's like, ah, it's Kay. And Fucking, of course it is. Of course it is. Why? Wh- who would? Who? Like, why wouldn't it be? Because she's so goddamn good. She is. I love Kaylee. Kaylee, come back. Yeah. Kaylee, come back. Just <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> I think this is. Uh, I think this song especially 
really illustrates the differences in songwriting between Greg and Tom in, in a, in a mm-hmm. great way. Um, from a lyrical standpoint, Greg's lyrics are very literal. You know, like, yeah. you know when he says, like, I was drunk in the ShopRite parking lot. He literally was drunk in the ShopRite <laughs> parking lot, right? Like, you know that's exactly what he means. But, um, you know, Tom really, his lyrics are, are metaphors. He he just, he sings the metaphors. Because, um, you know, even just the, this, the intro to this song, like, Jesus Christ be damned, I held the dagger in my hand, I killed another man. I don't think Tom killed somebody. Probably not going around killing people with daggers. Probably not, and if he is, he shouldn't be bragging about it in a, a song. But um, you know, other but, be... but you know, I don't know his life. Maybe he lives a very weird life. I don't know. But his his songs are always a little more. His lyrics are a little more cryptic and a little more metaphorical, um, which I actually really like. Um, even though I don't like, you, you, you listen to Greg's songs, you know exactly what the song is about. Yeah. You listen to Tom's songs, and you're just like, oh, I don't know what this is about necessarily, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm digging it, but uh, you know, another thing with with Greg's writing is musically, his songs tend to be very straightforward. You know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, done. You know, your standard pop formula, which nothing wrong with that. Like it's a try, no. it's a tried and true formula. It works. It fucking works. Tom seemed to be a little more nebulous sometimes in uh, in their in their structure and their flow. Like it's he doesn't go for the obvious musical. Um, musical choices uh sometimes and i i to me like i find tom songs far more interesting and i enjoy them a lot more even though i think most people who listen to the menzingers uh would say that greg's songs are the best songs it creates in this song in particular like creates this like totally different sense of movement to the way the music flows uh, versus something that's very straightforward, something that you're going to like head bop or dance to or like throw your hands in the air and sing along. And this like, it kind of like has you weaving around in it mentally and, you know, probably physically if you're not paying attention. And it's, it's, it's very different, but like it works. It's cool. There's something about like this arrangement because they start with this like very obvious like synth drums. Yeah. And then the strings come in and it's Kaylee on violin and it's kind of jarring, but again, it works. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it's not something that I would ever think to do. There's like very obvious, like just straightforward synth drums with this like beautiful floating uh, violin part. Yeah. The juxtaposition of those two uh, elements is extremely cool and and i love that they keep those like you know those program drums going through the whole song to the the point where even like the song ends and just the drums go for a couple more measures uh which is kind of cool it's almost like oh shit wait gotta turn the drum machine off (laughs) (laughs) wait you hear that oh it's still on (laughs) so yeah i i love I, i love this track uh this might be my favorite on the record uh, it's still too early to say, but uh, big fan. Like Tom's songs always end up being my favorites on the records, um, which bums me out that there usually seem to be less of them. But yeah, eh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I know how that is. That 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 was honestly like to to compare to another like two vocalist band 
like um something to write home about era get up kids like mm. that that record and like the the couple like eps around it and whatnot uh, i'm i'm drawing a blank on the other dude's name but the one who's not matt Pryor, like his songs were my favorites 10 minutes is a fucking jam oh absolutely <laughs> that song's great and, like you know matt's songs were awesome but like there was something about the other dudes that like i just really fucking got into so like i can see that like it's it's interesting to me um how that works sometime. Now flip it to, you know, what we've talked about, you know, my favorite band of all time, Jimmy Eat World. Uh, Tom's songs are not my favorite. <laughs> I didn't even know there were Tom songs. There's there's not any more. Oh, well, has, has, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, there, well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think Clarity was the last time. What, had, what, uh, what song was his on Clarity? Blister. Oh, the walk across the United States one. Oh yeah, yeah. He actually like it started like he sang most of the stuff, and then it kind of like half and half, and then it flipped to like completely Jim by uh, Bleed American. Well, what do you know? I know that not a lot more. Like okay, That's about it. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we take a break? But on the way out, we're gonna hear. Last to know off of uh, From Exile by the Menzingers. And we come back, we'll talk about a few more tracks in the record. So uh, don't touch that dial or that touchscreen, I guess, because that's <laughs> everything's a touchscreen now. Don't touch that screen. Uh, just just keep, keep listening, please, for the love of God. Please don't, <laughs> don't turn off our podcast. Okay, here comes the song now. Bye.
You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Still listening to Left of the Dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb is still unexilable. Yes. 
and we are still talking about <laughs> From Exile by the Menzingers, the new uh, the new reimagined uh, record of uh, Hello Exile that just came out here uh, in September. So this is a fairly new one. It is fairly new. That's, that's just and last month. It is just last. Caleb, I just noticed you're wearing a night shift radio hoodie. Oh, I am. Did you just am, get that? Yeah. Uh, very, very recently, actually. I think I've maybe had it less than a week. So we've got the the, uh, the night shift radio tower here on the front. Yeah. And uh, the full full night shift radio logo on the back here. Oh, it's extremely it's a, cool. It's a zip up. I like it. It's cozy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I picked this up from the night shift radio merch store. Oh, so uh, I could get one too? You could. You could. Uh, you could go to nsrad.io slash merch. Uh, or you can visit the nightshiftradio.com website. It's it's also linked off of there. We you know, tried to make it pretty easy for you. But yeah, we have merch on there too. So this is what? a Night Shift Radio hoodie, but like Left of the Dial has uh, merch on there. You don't uh, say. I do say. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I feel like I've let you down. Uh, I just, <laughs> you'd think you would mention it to me at least once. I probably should have. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, we've got we've got merch for uh, for all five uh, podcasts, uh, as well as for the network. Uh, I mean, we got lots of shit on there. I mean, obviously the hoodies. We've got t-shirts. There's pet hoodies. There's there's mugs and fanny packs and uh, masks to get you through the pandemic. Uh, if you don't have a mask, get one. Put it on. Let's get live music back uh, by you know being responsible and wearing masks. Uh, but speaking of buying stuff, if you want to buy this record that we're talking about, which and you, know, I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, the Menzingers do have a Bandcamp page. You know, we're all about Bandcamp, and uh, I will make sure to link to that in the show notes. You can go directly there and uh, get yourself some some from Exile. Absolutely. Uh, and the Menzingers, like most bands today, make their money touring. Uh, and they can't do that this year because of a global pandemic, if you hadn't noticed that's happening. Uh, so yeah. if you like what you hear today and you can spare a couple bucks, head on over to that Bandcamp uh, band page for them and uh, throw them a couple bucks so they can, you know, afford to eat and, uh, you know, survive. Yeah. Uh, but if you can't afford a couple bucks, boy, do I have good news for you. Oh? Be- yes. Because we are still giving away a $100 Bandcamp gift card. What? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, today, if you're listening to this on uh, Friday, oh God, uh, what's going to be the date on Friday? <laughs> October 23rd. October. If you're still listening to this on Friday, October 23rd, uh, the day this episode comes out, you have until the end of the day to enter our giveaway. So we will put the link once again in the show notes. Uh, if you are listening to this after the uh, the 23rd, uh, I'm very sorry to tell you that you did miss out on this giveaway, but don't worry. Fear not, friend, because we oh. will do this again. I'm, I'm suddenly uh, 48% less fearful. I'm fa- I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Uh, yes, we will be we will be giving uh, giving a, another gift card away very soon. So uh, make sure you listen every week to uh, to get the details on that. Um, but again, if it's the twenty third right now where you are and you're listening to this, uh, shoot on over there and, uh, and and enter to win the giveaway because uh, that's a hundred bucks. You, you could you could give the Menzingers a hundred bucks. You could give. 
10 of your favorite bands, $10. I don't, I don't care how you do it. Uh, it's, you know, it's your gift card. You do what you want, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how that works. You look distracted. What's happening over to your, uh, to your left. It turns out it's fucking storming here and I didn't know. I just all of a sudden saw a bright flash of light. I was like, what was that? And then wait for it and, but yeah, I had I had no idea. It's been it's been a little rainy here, and we've had some some intermittent storms. But uh, yeah, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> totally caught me off guard. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, but you know where it's probably not raining right now. I I think. Where's that? Portland. Oh, let's uh, let's check the weather in Portland. Which one? Oh, that's that's an excellent point. Uh, in, in Portland, Oregon, uh, it is currently uh, cloudy and sixty degrees with uh, no precipitation. Uh, let's see. So about, I was right. Uh, Portland, Maine. Uh, in Portland, Maine, it's currently fifty-six and mostly cloudy with uh, possibly some precipitation going on. Eh, maybe not. Not really a lot, though. It, it might not be raining there. This has been Weather from the Past with Kim <laughs> the most useless podcast segment on earth. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, this, uh, this song, whether or not it's, it's raining in Portland, this song feels like sunshine. Yeah, it does. And this song being Portland off of From Exile by the Menzingers, that's the one you heard what now feels like hours ago coming back in from the break. Um because I know we talked a bit there, but uh, Caleb's doing some dancing, and I appreciate I was, that. I was doing some dancing. I was doing the dance that this song makes me want to do, uh, but that I would never do in public in front of anyone. <laughs> this is such a cool song. I love this song. The 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 song starts with the line, we're two strings shaking in a minor chord, which uh, I love. Like, I, I can't even begin to, like, dissect what that means. Like, in my head, I know exactly what it means. I can't begin to put it into words, other than we're two strings shaking in a minor chord, which I guess Tom already did, so I don't have to. So great. It is really strong imagery. Yeah, because like the the minor chord to me kind of specifies that like you know we're in harmony, but it's a little sad. Something's a little off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not dissonant, right? It's not like uh, a tritone. We're not two strings shaken in a tritone. It's a minor chord. It's <laughs> it's it's beautiful and it's you know it's good, but it's also a little sad. Yeah, that that's I think that's perfect. I was trying to think of how I wanted to describe it, and that's that's exactly it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best uh, I can do there. And I think the chorus kind of backs up my theory there because uh, he comes in with, "Oh, Allison, I love you, but I can't change the past." bring the part of me you love back. And then it kind of repeats that part, bring the part of me you love back uh, line a few times, which is like the hook. It's very catchy. Um, now, is he saying I can't bring the part of me you love back? Or is that a, like an imperative, like bring the part of me you love back? I think it's an imperative because if you look at the next chorus, um, he says, let the past stay in the past, bring the part of me you love back. Yeah, that's that's how I always heard it, but like I couldn't help but thinking like it, it is it just like playing off the line before it. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that we're in agreement here. Again, Tom's lyrics are a little more cryptic and a little more metaphorical, so it's it's hard to say for sure. 
But it also could be both. I, you know, that's a very good point. He could have meant it ambiguously to be like, you know, it means I can't bring it back. Can you? Yeah. Who knows? If he was here, he yeah. could tell us, but he's not. So we're just going to yeah. have to make up some shit or I don't know, whatever. Well, you know, they say it hurts till it doesn't. Well, I'm so glad you said that because um, <laughs> I love that line. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love that line so much. And then the, the line immediately following it, they say the future is unwritten, is a direct nod to uh, Joe Strummer. Okay. Uh, which is uh, a really cool little thing because I know I know Tom's a huge Clash fan. You know, that little nod to Joe Strummer is pretty cool. Speaking of Tom songs, I think another good Tom song is Strawberry Mansion. Joke earlier, 
uh, about getting the Gin Blossoms on to talk about this record. Uh, but listening to this track, it makes me realize that like the arrangement of this went from like this big like anthemic like huge song on the original record to uh, one of the like deep cut Gin Blossom songs. That that was close. Whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, we got to wrap this up so you can get inside, bud. I don't Seriously. Want, I don't want you to get hit by lightning. I should probably put my umbrella down, too. Well, then you'll get the, wet. The big lightning rod. Don't get the microphone wet, though. Those are expensive. But yeah, it, it, like, I'm, I'm thinking kind of like the, like the Memphis Times or like the, the tracks like that that are a little bit more like kind of country Americana, Gin Blossom song, a little less like straightforward pop. Uh, and that's the kind of vibe that I get from this arrangement. Uh, which is such a cool juxtaposition compared to the original. Like I just, uh, <clears throat> I listened to them like side, not really side by side, but like one right after the other, just to kind of compare. And it like it carries through the the soul of the song, mm-hmm. but it's it's so different, and uh, it works really well. It does. Um, you know, uh, uh, another another Tom song. No idea what the fuck it's about. <laughs> um, but Does I just, anyone even know? Does I, he even know? He might not. Who knows? I do love the the melody in the chorus to this song, and I especially love that it's it's in unison. Like the the vocals are in unison with the guitar lead. Um, it's just it's a very catchy melody, and there's something about it that's very familiar. Like you've heard it before. And maybe maybe yeah. maybe it's it's a, a nod to something that I, I just can't quite place, but it's just one of those melodies that like if I wrote that, I'd be like, fuck, I can't use this. This is obviously something else. Like it's it's too good for me to have written this. There's no way. Um, you know, it's you know what I mean though? It's like it's one of those things where it's just like this this melody sounds like it has always existed. Yeah. And you know, to the to the point of the the lyrics, like not knowing what they mean or anything. It, I believe I could I could be wrong, but I think that this this song is uh, kind of a like veiled political song. Like it it feels, uh, and I, I think at least one of the reviewers that I read uh, agreed. Uh, it feels like it's uh, referring to the mismanagement of like our environment of climate policy of like our like the our living ecosystem uh and um you know the 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 leadership and power that enables that yeah i mean it is pretty apocalyptic isn't it 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 yeah <laughs> uh and even like who can like we, we we've talked in the past about like very like prescient like kind of almost like forethought or foresight in lyrics where he's like, he says, climb down from the trees to die from a disease. Oof. <laughs> and, that didn't age well. <laughs> Maybe stay up in the trees. Yeah. We, we like humans never should have done things. Yeah. Anything at all. Nothing at all. We should just have not. Yeah. Especially computers. Computers were a mistake. Computers were the worst idea. Yeah. And yet, here we are. Says the two IT guys recording their podcast on computers. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that irony's not lost on me. 
that people will then hopefully listen to on other computers. I mean, it'd be weird if they listened to it on something that wasn't a computer, right? Like it, it would be weird because everything's a computer now. Like 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 what? Some someone's out there dubbing our podcast to cassette tape and listening to it in the car. Like I don't think so. Oh my so. god! I hope so. I would like if anyone out there is doing that, please let us know. You're probably in Portland, and like we love you for it. <laughs> uh, I only listen to my podcast on cassette tape. I promise this is relevant uh, because we're talking about the the the, the song uh, possibly being a reference to uh, like misuse of the planet and uh, whatnot. And I was watching a uh, kind of mini. Not not so much documentary, but kind of like video article uh, about uh, the future of solar, and he's talking about like community solar of like spreading out the uh, the power plant, so to speak, across like an entire neighborhood rather than just having one giant solar farm. Uh, and as he's climbing up uh, a ladder to demonstrate this, uh, the the journalist says the phrase like. Uh, and to do this, we're going to a rooftop in Brooklyn. And ah! in the back of my head, I was like, covered in bad graffiti. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. So I, I figured you'd appreciate that. That was that was just today. And it's, it all ties in so nicely. It's like a little bow. There we go. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that tie in really nicely... Uh, if people wanted to find you on the internet, me? Caleb, me, where would they do that? Me? Yeah. Like how yeah, would they, yeah. how would they go about <laughs> one of these days? We're going to do a fucking auto tune the news episode. You mark my words. <laughs> uh, I recently had to, to fill out a thing that asked uh, my all time favorite YouTube video. And uh, I, I definitely did the, the smoking lettuce. It's the best one. one. Yeah. Um, where can they find? Well, if someone were uh, were interested in uh, not just, I mean, like if you you've you've listened to me and you think like, fuck, I need to know more about what this guy thinks. Uh, I'm sorry, um, but if you do, you can find <laughs> you find should get me, some hobbies. Yeah, you probably need hobbies. Uh, you can find me on Twitter ranting about something uh, at Caleb Micah, and you can find me uh, occasionally on Instagram, mostly posting photos of my dog. Uh, also at Caleb Micah. But uh, what about you? Well, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey Kitsy. Hey Caleb. Uh, <laughs> but you can, of course, also find us at uh, Left of the Dial PC. Uh, the PC does stand for podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I think that I think those are the two. We put that on a hoodie on the on the Night Shift Radio merch store. The PC stands Wait, for podcast. The PC stands for podcast. It's the on a hoodie. That's fucking great. I need to, I need to pay more attention to what we're doing. I feel like I've been so fucking swamped lately with my day job and then with like getting these podcast episodes out and then just like life in general that like I haven't had a fucking minute to like to sit down and like think about anything for weeks and so that's how I don't even know what our fucking merch store like I just yeah okay i'm here to keep you informed i i'm so glad that you are because otherwise i would have no idea what's going on um 
but of course, if uh, Twitter and Instagram aren't your thing, you can also find us at leftofthedial.fm. Uh, that is where we will post this episode and all of our past episodes and probably most of our future ones as well. You can get links to everything we've talked about in uh, this episode and in past episodes as well. So uh, go ahead and point your web browser over there at leftofthedial.fm and uh, take a little cruise over to our corner of the internet and uh, just, you know, say hey. And hey, while you're hey. at it, if uh, if your podcast platform of choice uh, allows you to, we would love it if you would give us a quick review, uh, especially in uh, Apple Podcasts. That actually really helps the show uh, find more people when you give us a review. So if you've got like 30 seconds, just fire that up and, and just, you know, give us give us a review and just say, hey, this podcast is dope. This is where yeah. I, this is where I find all of my music. It doesn't have to say that. Also, I mean, don't don't if it's true. Don't well, but I mean, don't only find your music from us. Find it from other places too, because you know, we are we are not the the be all and all authority on music by any stretch of the imagination. Because occasionally I pick things just to fuck with Kitsy. So if you're only finding your music through us, like you might be disappointed. Well, also, you know, this podcast is really just for the most part, unless we're fucking with each other, records we like and not like you know, meant to be the, you know, best records that you can possibly listen to. Like there are great records out there that we just aren't into, so we won't cover them. So, you know, this is, this is really more of our personal taste than anything else, but Hey, I've rambled enough about that. I think probably. So there's only one thing left to do. And what's that? Uh, that's talk about strangers forever. Do you want to listen like, to, we, do you, we're almost out of time. Like we, we can talk about strangers, but like, like not forever. Forever. <laughs> We're going to talk about it forever. So buckle up. This podcast is now <laughs> eternal. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you grab snacks because it's going to be a long one. So yeah, strangers forever. We're going to go out on that. Uh, definitely check this one out. This is, if you liked what you heard, head on over to the band camp and, uh, Grab yourself a little copy of it and uh, listen to it. Do it. Yeah. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.
for a glimpse of shore I'm a rise of the life that we had before 